Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is Sarah Westcott. And this is Katie Willie. And this is To Be Red. A podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. We have a weird cocktail today. <laughs> like <laughs> We do. I, I kind of went with it without really thinking about it too well, much. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when we yeah. get there. But um, How are I'm, you? I'm good. I'm good. I got vacation in like a, a week and a day, and I'm so excited. I can't wait. Um, I just like, I just feel like there's so much stuff I have to do in between now and then, but Mm, that's um, the worst part about vacation and then coming back and like welcoming back to the world. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, both parts kind of suck. Yeah. But either way, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to, can't wait to go. So what about you? How are you? Good. We just got back from camping. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like tent camping. Tent camping in the woods. When did you go that? When did you do that? Uh, We left Saturday and we got back yesterday at noon. Oh, wow. So you've had a couple of days off. I did. It was really nice. And then I was back at work today and I was like, I think I need to go back to the woods. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like camping. I know, you know. It scares me. I'm not interested. Okay. So it was supposed to be rainy. Like the percentage of rain was 50% or higher every day. I'm like, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to fucking go and camp in the rain? Yeah. And like my kids look forward to it every year. So we try to go like right after school. Do you just go once a year? Yes. In this way? Okay. Yeah. I mean, last year, the boys and Luke went twice because they went once by themselves gotcha. to the place that we went this time because yeah. it was it was perfect. It was great as far as, like, a buffer on either side of you from the people next door. Okay. Um, There was one point in time where I said to Luke, I'm like, let's go for a walk. And he's like, all right. And the kids are like, I don't want to go. And Luke's like, we can leave them. And I'm like, no, we can't. <laughs> Have no. you never read any true crime thing no, or like seen a, seen a documentary ever? And they brought Come their on. scooters and Adam wanted to go like super far away. And I'm like, um, you can go from there to there because I can yeah. still hear you the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I, there's just, there was like a guy by himself with two dogs. I'm like, Horror no, like stories. I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, Whatever. thank you. It's tough. It's tough because like, yeah, you want to give you the independence and like say, right. yeah. And like, we leave you home alone all the time. At like home. today, because they were yeah. all home. They were both home all day by themselves because... Right. I don't have anybody else to watch them. Right, exactly. So what what can you do? But um, yeah. No, but in the I woods wouldn't... with no cell signal, like that, the two together, I was like, uh-uh, no, nope. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nope. There's just too much. Shit. But it ended up not raining hardly at all. It was absolutely freaking oh, gorgeous. We had beautiful weather. It rains every day. Now. It was supposed to rain every day and it stopped raining right before we got there. And yeah. it didn't rain again until Monday afternoon when we jokingly said that the weather has been great. And then literally within then five it minutes, it was like, here, have some rain. Just just <laughs> to make sure you realize that I am in control. But it was like only enough to just barely get us wet. Yeah. And then it rained a whole bunch Tuesday night. When you we guys came all sleep yesterday. in the same tent? Like nope. just the four of you in, in one tent? Like nope. who sleeps where? Uh, me and Luke sleep in a tent and the boys sleep in a smaller tent. Oh my God. See, no, I would be like so afraid that something would happen. Oh, no. You can fucking hear everything through a tent. I know that, but that doesn't mean I would be ready. To, like I would be freaking like. They're right next to us. I know. I don't know. I'm scared. That they smell. Me. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. Boys, boys typically do smell. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. It was a good time. We did like day trips every day. Oh, that's nice. Where yeah. was it? Um, so we were camping between Saranac and Tupper Lake. Oh shit, that's all far out there. Yeah, Damn, yeah. So yeah. one of the days we went to the Wild Center in like Tupper Lake. I don't know if you've ever. I've been to Tupper Lake. Yeah, to, to the Wild Center thing. Probably it's, not. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, like an outdoor museumy thing. Maybe and I have then... as a kid, but oh. Oh, I think it's fairly new. Oh, okay. Then and no. by fairly new, I mean within the last like ten to fifteen years. Okay. I think the last time I was in Tupper Lake was almost ten years ago. Okay. Probably maybe a little. Maybe more like eight, seven, eight years, but yeah, I don't know. All right. My my mom has family out there, and they have okay. like a VRBO that they yep. 
rent out and whatever, but she had like kind of like a family reunion out there. So that was a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We did uh, White Face Mountain. We drove it up. Drove it because you could see the only mountain you can drive to the top of, and we did that. And then we went to a different Adirondack Museum experience thing too in Blue Mountain Lake. Oh, cool. We were going to go hiking, but we were like, we don't, we didn't trust the weather. So we were like, nope. Don't want to do that. Yeah, it's kind of scary. But. Um, let's talk about books, Katie. You got it. You said you read a book between, so we're, we're kind of like, we're kind of coming back. It's been a while since we've recorded, right? I think it's been two and a half weeks. Well, so I guess it hasn't been terribly, terribly no, long. No, we were, but... we were, we should have put this one out last week. So I think it maybe yeah. it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's been it's a little, a little bit. bit longer than it should have been. Right. Exactly. Because you got sick again. I got sick. <laughs> and we're going to have another hi- a little mini hiatus because I'm going to be on vacation and then yeah. we're just not going to have time to, yeah. we'll have to figure out a time to record. Anyway, what have you been reading? So um, I read Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris. Yeah. And that was like a suspenseful, like a couple and it was good. Yeah. I liked it. It was easy to read. Um, minus the fact that like towards, at one point, the girl that gave me the book, I was like, I sent her a text. I was like, if he kills a fucking puppy, I'm going to be pissed. And of course he fucking killed the puppy. Oh, I feel like I remember you mentioning that yes. before. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then I read our book club book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, which I thoroughly enjoyed, even though I was not an iCarly fan. Same. And by enjoy, I mean not enjoyed, but yeah, that's yeah. probably the wrong word. But Well, it's a good book. It was well written. Yes. It's a well written book Um, about difficult subject matter yes that's yes. it yeah and then the last one i read was the perfect stranger by um megan miranda i love megan miranda she's one of my faves so i really liked the concept of the book and the vast majority of the book but then like the ending i was kind of like meh oh okay meh. See, that kind of happened to me with a book that i finished maybe yesterday or whatever but i've been i've been on it like a reading kick lately so, which is like, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm More than normal. A, yeah, yeah. I'm always on a reading kit. But I read um, Jackal by Erin e. Adams, which is about um, this small town. This girl comes back to her small town and um, basically once every year a black girl goes missing in these woods. And it's like, why does this happen? Like what? Ha- like it's okay. very, it's very like horror. Um, I liked the book and the premise a lot. I was very meh on the ending as well. Okay. Like, you know how I feel about supernatural stuff, and it was very yeah. kind of supernaturalish. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Um, I read The Herd by Andrea Bartz. That was about, again, like a woman went miss- goes missing and, and like this group of women trying to figure out who did it and, you know, uh, mystery ensues, whatever. Yeah. It was very good. I've read a couple by her, and I really like her a lot, Andrea Bartz. Um, what else did I read? There was one more, I think. Um... Oh, the bo- Book of Night by Holly Black. Holly Black is like a like a fantasy writer, or whatever. And this one was, was kind of like magic having to do with your shadow. Like if almost if your shadow was like a different entity, like it wasn't like just Peter a part Pan? of you in a way, but okay. like weirder. Like okay. your shadow could do very like disturbing things, and like Ooh. yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It was good. Um, um, and I like Holly Black has this, uh, I can't remember what the hell the series is, but it's basically like, again, it's fantasy and it's about like this fairy land or whatever. And there was a lot of romance in it and I loved that. So oh, there you go. <laughs> go, go figure. Yes, exactly. So those are my books that I've finished and read. And obviously I read the book yeah. club one as well. So yeah, lots of reading got done yeah. in this time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So what do you think? Let's jump into our prologue. Yes, please. Shall we do it? Yes. Right. The prologue. 
Okay. Katie, so we read This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. I believe this was my choice. Yep. Um, can't remember why I picked it, but I just remember seeing it. It was on a list. And yeah, that's pretty much how I get all my freaking books from. But this book was published on May 17th, 2022. Um, I watched a little Today Show clip of the author today um, when she when she first came out. I think it was on like Jenna Bush Hager's, because Jenna Bush Hager is on um, the Today Show with Hodakabi and everything. And um, it was on, like, her book club list. And the author, Emma Straub, started this book in the early months of the pandemic. And she started it and wanted to wanted to write this book because her own father was in the hospital. Her father, who is Peter Straub, who is also a novelist, did a lot of work with, oh, yeah. like, Stephen King okay. and all that stuff. Um, so kind of like, you know, horror right. thriller type books or whatever. Um, but her father was in the hospital and um, she was kind of like figure, trying to figure out how to deal with that. So that's where this book pretty much came from. And she said in the in the interview that she brought her father the book and he said, OK, so what page do I die on? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cute. And I did read that. Uh, sadly, he did pass away in September of 2022. So it was after her book after was published. Book. But but yeah, so. Good. And he was like, good. I say good. Like, yeah. I'm glad that he was he alive was to read it. Yes. And yeah, I mean, he was 79 years old. And I think what I read was that it was like complications from like a hip surgery or something Ugh. like that. So I don't know. Like, maybe he just got like an infection or something. But it's sad. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> why don't you give us the video right now, Katie? <laughs> All right, so what if you could take a vacation to your past? On the eve of her 40th birthday, Alice's life isn't terrible. She likes her job, even if it isn't exactly the one she expected. She's happy with her apartment, her romantic status, and her independence, and she adores her lifelong best friend. But something is missing. Her father, the single parent who raised her, is ailing and out of reach. How did they get here so fast? Did she take too much for granted along the way? When Alex, Alice wakes up this morning, she finds herself back in 1996, reliving her 16th birthday. But it isn't just her adolescent body that shocks her or seeing her high school crush. It's her dad, the vital, charming 49-year-old version of her father with whom she is reunited. Now armed with a new perspective on her own life and his, some past events take on new meaning. Is there anything she could change if she would? She would change if she could. With her celebrated humor, insight, and heart, beloved New York Times bestselling author Emma Straub offers her own twist on traditional time travel tropes and a different kind of love story about the lifelong reverberating relationship between a parent and a child. Very nice. Good job, Katie. Thanks. Uh, what are we drinking? So our what cocktail. I'm scared to drink it. <laughs> um, our cocktail was between two, and I went with this one. This one is called Gone Tomorrow. Oh, I like that yep. name. And okay. the other option was Groundhog Day. And Groundhog Day was just sweet vermouth and a lemon twist because apparently that's what um, Bill Murray, I don't know his name, in Groundhog Day, yeah. the movie, drinks. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know so that. So I went with this one, which is really just gin and a couple drops of lemon juice. So and we brought the grenadine for the grenadine. So when this is terrible, we can. All right, let's do it. it. Cheers. Cheers. I don't think I've ever had gin just by itself. Yes, I have. I'm going to drink that. I mean, yeah, I'm going to drink it, too. Yep. I'm glad we went with more than just a couple of drops yeah. of lemon. Yeah, it was supposed to be two drops of lemon juice, but yeah. that didn't seem... No, it's good. It's good. I'm going to see what... I'm going to see what a little bit splash. of... I'm going to see what a little bit of grenadine tastes in it. And while we do that, why don't we go to... Why don't we move to the story? What do you think? Yes. Let's... Let's do it. The story! Um, okay. What did you think about this book, Katie? So... I think I probably said this when we read Time Traveler's Wife. 
time travel is very hard for my brain to accept. Yeah. I yeah. It was tough. It was I, tough. I, I, I feel like this one, I appreciated the story behind the time travel and the explanation of the time travel a little bit better because it was more... I guess I would say less creepy. <laughs> yes, for sure. For um, sure. But I I don't know. I liked it overall. Though less creepy though she did go back and have sex as her 16-year-old self with the 16 year or the 17-year-old she yes. wanted to have sex with. Yes. So yeah, I mean she's still a 40-year-old woman in her 16-year-old body. However, she's her 16-year-old self. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was hot, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I, so what did you think about it? Um, I really liked this book. I did. Um, I had trouble getting into it in the beginning. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I always get ups- worried. Like, when, you know, when I pick a book, it's mm-hmm. my turn. And I feel like this has to be one of the best books I've ever yep. read. You know, whatever. So I was very nervous when I first started. And I was like, oh, I can't. I'm I'm having a, I'm having trouble getting into this book. And um it was funny because, like, you know, she's our age. Like, she is yes. exactly our age, yes. basically. So it was like I should be connecting with her more. And, of course, by the time, you know, it started rolling and, and sh- her going back to her 16-year-old self, I really did get much more into it. And, like, I really, really, really loved her relationship with her father. Absolutely. And loved that, like, this book wasn't about, like, her changing things for like finding the love of her life or anything like that like it was for the love of her life who was her father you know and I really 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 enjoyed that and it kind of resonated a lot with you know with Mm -hmm. me as well um I do want to say quickly I I got this from Pango Books and um I got like a little card hold on I wanted to I just wanted to read it so first of all it kind of looks like a fourth grader wrote the envelope. I know, I know, but it's like, I mean, that's... Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, yes! Wow! So she got me this little card that says, you are awesome. You are. Which I thought that was cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know how old she is. I have no idea how old she is. I didn't, like, see her picture or anything like that. So it says, happy reading. It says, hi, fellow pangoer. I hope that you enjoyed the book. It's a great read. read. As a thank you for your purchase, I am gifting you with a nature-inspired wall magnet. I did put that up on my on my uh, magnet place. Um, a happy face woven bracelet. And lastly, a you are awesome card that you can use as a bookmark. Also, please feel free to write a review about your buying experience on my bookstore. Um, so more pangoers can read my reviews. Thank you from your pango bookseller, Rebecca E. That's so cute. That was really sweet and cute. Like, Where's the bracelet? Um, I don't know what I did with it. I think it's downstairs somewhere. Okay. So I have to, but it was, you know, it was, it was cute. It was yeah. cute, but not something I'm going to wear. But, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Rebecca. It's a very sweet. I, I just love It's so much book. fun. It is. It is. And I was pissed off because I just actually recently got two books and, and nothing came with nothing them. Came with them. I was like, ah, come on, I want something to come with. So I, I loved that and I appreciated that. The second thing I wanted to point out really quickly was on the back of the book, our good friend Emily Henry has a little review of this book. No shit. Yeah. So I thought that was funny because we literally just, just read did that. the Emily Henry yes. book. So um, I thought it was it was cute. So it says, this time tomorrow is that rare one in a million novel that not only pulls you wholly into itself, but leaves a lasting mark when it finally releases you. Never has Straub's writing been more incisive, clever, and emotionally generous, which is really saying something. The kind of book that will make you laugh, make you cry, and make you call the people you love exceptional. So I, I thought that that was yep. really cool that we had literally just read that. And yep. this is the book that we chose right afterwards. So I, I, I liked that. Um, what, oh, that's fun. Yeah. So 
on that note, mm-hmm. just because that was connected to something else. So one of the last notes that I wrote, um, so the book that we read for book club, I'm glad my mom died. Mm-hmm. It was Jeanette McCurdy and her character on iCarly was Sam. Mm-hmm. And in this book, This Time Tomorrow, her best friend's name is Sam. Mm-hmm. And it made me all of a sudden ponder, like, I constantly do all these things where we notice the Alice in Wonderland connections, which, by the way, there is one other than the fact that the main character's name is Alice. Yeah, I want to I wanna, I wanna delve okay. way deeper into that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I'm wondering, and I feel like it has to be possible that every two books can be connected in some way. And I'm not talking just like that used the and that used the. I'm talking like a person or a place or a time or a reference or some kind of connection between two books. like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes, but but like I feel like every single book has to be connected in a different way because there are only so many stories and so many things and there's got to be overlaps. So that is now my new mission. Not only the Alice in Wonderland, but how does this book connect to the next book? I gotcha. Okay, I like that. I like that. that. All right, cool. Um, Let's talk about the Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, I was... I was really, really perusing this book for an Alice in Wonderland thing. I think you are just I'm way de- better I'm at spotting it. Yes. So, like, my thought, I was like, the connection with Alice in Wonderland to, in this, to me, is not just her name, but she is literally thrown into a world that she That's... is trying to navigate, yep. like Alice falling down the rabbit yep. hole. And, like, you know finding out you're too big for this place or too, you know what yep, I mean? This doesn't fit. Exactly. Exactly. So I kind of, that was where I thought the connection to Alice in Wonderland was in the, in this book specifically. Well, it is, but also on page 141, uh, I don't even know where this is in the book. It wasn't actually time travel at all. Not really. Peggy Sue faints and has a dream. Oh, she's talking about Peggy Sue gets married. It seemed like one of those movies where they might have made three different endings because the test audience didn't like the one they were shown. Alice wanted to see the ending where Kathleen Turner crawled around the floor of the bar looking for a rabbit hole but couldn't find one and so was trapped forever making the same mistakes all there over you again. Go. Yes. And yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's where it clicked in my head too because I didn't mark that down, obviously, but it probably clicked in my head like, I want to know where the Alice in Wonderland, because it's just our thing now. Yep. Like, you know, I mean, it's your favorite book. Um, and but just, I've brought our... you into my world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so for me, it was just very much the connection of her being lost in this place and just kind of wanting to go home the entire time yep. and, and like wake up from where she is and just like find that her father is, is, is better not or sick. not yep. sick. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, that never occurs. Um, things are either worse or a little bit better when she comes back. But um, we're going to talk more about the time travel of it all. I thought it was very interesting. I love the whole, like, her father wrote a book about time travel. And made him famous. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was super cool. I loved all the references to, like, time travel things, like, freaking Marty McFly. Yeah. Um, uh, there were other ones, the Peg- like, the Peggy Sue got married one. Yeah, like, Bill I and loved Ted. Those. Yes, Bill and Ted. Yep. I loved those cute little mm-hmm. um, pop culture references in there. See, I loved visioning her 16-year-old bedroom with the wall with yes. all the posters and everything she was dropping. I was like, oh, I had that! I and had I, that! I, I had love that. I had that. that. <laughs> like, you, like, the description of it, too, is that her lipstick is all over yep. it because she kisses, kisses like, she the, kisses wall. the yeah. wall to, uh-huh. like, blot her lips. Sure I does. thought that was really cute, too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my first... My first... Hang on. Mm-mm-mm. So I wrote all my notes 
a while ago because I actually wrote them while I was reading it. And so I'm going to try to make sure I make sure everything is figure yeah. out what I meant. Well, my first note is on page 13 and 14. The first thing I the first thing I flagged. Um, OK, it's kind of it's kind of just uh this is when we're we're just learning who she is, what she does for work. She works at this prestigious prestigious um, uh, private school, you know, where people have to come in and they get on a waiting list and you have to pay fucking out the ass for yep. for being in it and whatever. Um, and and parents are constantly trying to impress her because she's an admissions person. So it says Alice only really saw the different categories of families um, once she was an adult. The blondes who had toned arms and well stocked proper liquor cabinets. The actress with television shows in another house in Los Angeles for when fortunes chained changed the intellectuals novelists and the like with vague trust funds and houses bigger than they should have been able to afford the finance drones with their spotless countertops and empty built-in bookshelves there were the ones with last names from history books for whom jobs were superfluous but could include interior design or fundraising some of those rich people were very good good at making martinis good at gossip good at complaining about problems because who could be mad at them everyone was on a committee of cultural institution and almost always one of these types would marry one of the other types, and they could pretend that they had somehow married outside their bubble. It was a farce, the contortions that rich people would make so as to appear less dripping with privilege. It was true of Alice, too. Yep. So it just, like, it's so, like, just so prescient for, like, things that are happening right now. And, I mean, think about the, think about the freaking thing that just went down to the Titanic. Like, just rich people. Did they find anything? Yeah, they found, like, pieces of it. Okay. Oh, (laughs) the whole thing just exploded. Oh, it imploded. Okay. It imploded. Luckily, no one on board would have felt anything. Like, they just died instantly. Thank thank goodness. But, like, just, like, those little things that rich people do... um, That the rest of the world goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right, exactly. And can't can't do. I mean, they do it... So I was reading something. So um, this is kind of off topic, but, you know, privilege, whatever. Um, I was reading something that um, a ticket to get on this thing cost $250,000. These were all billionaires that were on this thing. Um, $250,000 is like us buying a $7 coffee every day, you know? So like absurd. It's not even even a fucking drop in the bucket. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, for people to say, oh, I can't believe they spent $250,000. What a waste of money. I mean, yeah, it's a waste of money. It's a fuck. It's fucking disgusting waste of money that we're looking at here. Um, but to them, it was just like, whatever. I want to do it. Yeah, I want to do it. And let me take my 19 year old son who just graduated school and put him on this fucking little sea capsule to yeah, see i didn't read into it at all because i just i don't horrifying just... i don't understand the fascination you posted on twitter something about going in the ocean and like submersing yourself in the ocean and i get that fully yeah. fully yeah. understand that part i i i have a hard time being like oh this was a massively tragic place let's go there like Maybe it's, it's like, got bad juju and you shouldn't go anywhere fucking yeah, near it. Yeah, it's kind of, and that was another thing too. It's like these people buying tickets, expensive ass tickets to go basically look at a, a grave for mostly poor people. Like, yeah. you know, yes. it's it's just kind of icky and sick. Yeah. And like this country has its priorities just fucking wrong. All over the you know, place. it's just, and not just this country, it's just rich people in general just think that, you know. The world is their oyster. They can do whatever the fuck they want. And it's, it's, it's yucky and I don't like it. But that, so that was just like my, my rant on rich people for the day. Billionaires shouldn't exist. That's all I'm saying. Um, on, also on this page, <laughs> also on this page, one of my favorite pop culture references, um, 
it's down at the bottom of the page and it said alice had no powers but in the kingdom of belvedere she was a sith lord or a jedi depending on whether one's child got in or not and i thought that was fun because that's a star wars that's a star wars reference it totally is and i think there were other star wars references in this book but i did not flag them um i apparently wasn't paying attention to that but there were other pop culture things which we've already talked and said so yeah that's it that's it for that page <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, page 39? What's on 39? Go for it. Oh, my God. It's the proposal. So that whole scene, I was so proud of her. Like, I was so proud of her to be like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Like, sorry. In front of, like, a, so they're in a restaurant. In a dark one, so in nobody dark, could tell. Yeah, somebody could tell. So I, I just thought, like, all I wrote was proposal. Yikes. Yeah. Like, it's bad. <laughs> so it says, okay, um... <clears throat> Let's see. They're out at a restaurant. So, okay, Matt said the train was leaving the station. He pushed back his chair and bent over slowly until his hands were on the floor and then lowered one knee. I mean, this is so so awkward already. (laughs) And then the other. Alice watched in horror as he actually crawled a few steps before straightening his back and scooching forward on his knee. He reached for her hand and Alice extended it. Alice Stern, he began, "Will will you order takeout with me and argue about Netflix for the rest of our lives? Did that even sound good to him? He was still talking. You are so smart and so funny and just really funny, and I want to marry you. Will you marry me? Had he even mentioned love? Was she funny? What if she wanted to do something other than order takeout and watch television? She had actually thought it was going to be harder to say no. There was a ring in his hand, a beautiful ring that Alice had no interest whatsoever in putting on her finger. Um, That just, like, cringe fucking city. Yes. Cringe city. I could not... I, there's no way I'd be able to say no, yes to that man because, I mean, just the idea of picturing him, like, crawling on the floor. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so, like, eh, no, yeah. no, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. but And he was so just, like, for her, she was very, she's a very independent person. They live separately. They've yep. been dating for, what, a year or so? Something like something that, like yeah. that. Never thought or talked about moving in with one another. No, because they like she liked being able to go back to her own place. <laughs> yes, exactly. Have the food that she bought still in her fridge. Yes. I can relate to wishing that so, happened. I mean, I guess in my opinion, though, if you find the right person, then like that's when you decide, you know, when this it'll is come where to, I want, this is yeah. where I want to be. Yeah. And more than likely you will end up moving in with that person. Right. So it's clear. It's pretty clear that she was never really yeah. in love with this person. But it was fun. He was good in bed, right? And it was comfortable. Yeah. 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 Easy. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole, like, ordering food, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, take me out every now and then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was awkward, and I thought it was hilarious. So I had to, I had to flag it. <laughs> so the first thing I have, um, Alice is reminiscing about her dad and how it's on page 57, how they used to talk a few times a week, and they'd talk whenever they're watching uh, Netflix, blah, 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 blah. And then he's talking to her and he says, it's amazing, Alice, the way you were always just perfect. I was doing my thing like always. And you were so solid, always like a bulldog, terrestrial, you know, Alice laughed. Thanks. What? Am I not supposed to say that? I was great when you were little man and we could play and just use our imaginations and make up stories. But by the time you hit puberty, I should have called in someone who knew what you were doing, who knew what they were doing, sent you to some boarding school, moved you in with Sam and her parents. But you were such a good kid. You didn't seem to notice. You let me smoke in my room. <laughs> Alice's bedroom had shared a wall and a fire escape with her father's. You didn't smoke. Not really. Did you? Cigarettes? Dad, I smoked a pack a day when I was 14. Alice rolled her eyes. They had smoked together at the kitchen table sharing an ashtray. I was going to say, we, we see that a lot. Like, yes. them smoking together. Yes. Yeah. 
No, seriously, but you never even got in trouble. You and Sam and Tommy and all your friends, you were such funny good kids. When I was in high school, you treated me like a grown-up, and so I thought I was a grown-up, but not like a square grown-up. I thought I was Kate Moss or Leonardo DiCaprio or something, one of the movie stars that was always stumbling out of nightclubs. That was my goal, I think. And I just, I loved the fact that in hindsight, he didn't even, like, notice that she was, like, slightly troubled, but she wasn't even, like, slightly troubled. It was just outside the norm of a very rigid right exactly existing well it's hard like especially because you know this 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 obviously clearly shows a single father raising a young girl and like you don't normally see that kind of thing you know what i mean it's it's tough it's got to be tough for a dad raising a 16 year old girl or even when you know i I can't remember when she said her mom left like when she was eight six six six. yeah so like that's a long time to just have, like, you know, your dad raising you to try to be a, a girl or a woman. I don't know. I yes. don't know. It's, well, it's that's very... the whole, like, becoming, going through puberty and stuff like that. You can't, I can't imagine doing it without no. my mom. No, I know. Same, same. But there was a, like, there's a whole other point um, right in that same section. When Sam had gotten too drunk as a teenager, she came to Pomander, which is the name of the street in mm-hmm. their house, and Leonard let her sleep it off in Alice's bed. Maybe parents were supposed to be narcs. Alice had always assumed that he knew everything and trusted her enough not to get in trouble, but maybe he had just never been paying attention like everyone else. Now it was harder for him to pay attention, and he had to ask her the same question over and over again. Leonard remembered Sam and Tommy, but couldn't have named anyone Alice worked with. Alice understood. This was how it worked. When she was young, she thought he was old, and now that he was old, Alice realized he'd how young he'd been. Perspective was unfair. When Leonard was fully asleep, Alice left. So he's in the hospital, and he's he's dying, and, yes. and they can't figure out what's Why? wrong, what's with, wrong him. with him. Yes. Um, so shortly after that is her 40th birthday, and mm-hmm. she ends up drunk at this dive bar russian near the Matryska, subway or something yeah, yeah, i don't even know how you like say that. it yeah and uh she's like kind of mopey but she does a bunch of shots and she ends up giving her food to people like and, a bridal party or yeah. some shit yeah like a bachelorette party or something like that so she ends up going and walking back to her house so on page 67 she still couldn't find the key. One of the windows was a little bit wobbly, Alice knew, and it might be easy enough to open from the outside. Or she could just wait a few hours until it was properly morning. And then blah, 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 blah. Close up, the guardhouse was nearly empty. There was a broom standing upright in one corner and a few sealed bags of gardening dirt propped up against the opposite wall. But otherwise, the tiny little shack was spotless. Alice closed the door behind her and sat on the floor. After a few minutes, she wadded up the shopping bag with her dirty sweater in it and used it as a pillow behind her head with the dirt as back support. She fell asleep quickly, imagining herself as the tiny bunny in the Richard Scary book, cozy in his tree all winter. I loved that visual. Mm-hmm. But then immediately, so that is her TARDIS. That is her teleporting yes. machine. Yes. And, and, I we love... find out, and we find out that it's also her father's. Right? Like... It's her father's, too. So he, when she, so the first time when she's... 16 and she she goes back to being 16 and she like that's one of the pivotal days of her childhood she wakes up on her 16th birthday yes um and her original originally there's this raging party that she has at her house it's meant to be just a couple friends and that it turns into like a freaking yes house party that does in high school right exactly and um it turns out to be a miserable night for her because the boy she likes sleeps with somebody else and in her her, in her bed yeah and she ends up just, I think, I feel like she, she said, takes like, drugs and she's throwing, throwing up, up all over the place. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a disaster. But it was like a pivotal 
night in night her, her life. Yes, yeah. So she goes back and she walks into the her. She doesn't realize what happens. She wakes up. She realizes she's in her old bedroom. She goes downstairs and is talking to her father and is like, "Holy shit! Yeah. Like, yeah, I am on my sixteenth birthday and like." Freaky Friday, what yeah, the fuck is happening? Yeah. But I, I love the, like, I love the, my, like, my dad is sitting here and he's young again and he's vital. Like, mm-hmm. he is a- alive and healthy looking and seeming. And even though he smokes like a fucking chimney or whatever. um, I, I, on page 80, this is also, this is that same morning she wakes up. Um, and it says, Alice stood in front of the mirror and put a finger up E.T. style to greet herself. Her hair was parted in the middle and hung past her shoulders. There was a small pimple pimple growing on her chin, threatening to break through the surface. But otherwise, Alice's face looked like a Renaissance painting. Her skin was creamy and smooth. Her eyes were bright and big. The apples of her cheeks were comically pink. Like, it's just one of those things where it's just, you know, you look in the mirror as you, you grow up, as you get older. And, like, I mean, you just day point out. Yeah, it's just yep. like, oh, there's a new wrinkle there. Or there's a hair that shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And it's just, like, thinking back to those those days when it was just so easy. But for women and for girls in particular, like, there's so much focus on, like, what we look like and, and being trying to be perfect and everything. And it's kind of cool that, you know, she gets to go back as she's now 40 years old and seeing herself in this brand new, like, wow, I looked amazing. Yep. I looked amazing. And I should have recognized that at the time mm-hmm. instead of trying to make myself like something different or, you know, whatever. Um, that's always something that, you know, sticks with sticks with you because it's just very much like, yeah, I might have thought my, about myself at this time. Like, oh, I was too, eh, I was I didn't ugly. Like this. I didn't yeah, like that. blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then you look back and it's just like, Wow. I love looking at like old pictures and yes. being like, oh my God. Like yeah. I look like a baby. Like yes. I don't feel like I'm getting that much older every day, but I am, obviously. Mm-hmm. I am freaking whatever. Anyways, I but like looking back on it, it, it really is other than when I was dying my hair blonde and it was like neon yellow and that was like <laughs> the most ridiculous thing ever. But Yeah, no. People should tell you not to do that. Yeah. Like that's like, like yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um so one of the only things that I really did not like about the book is the fucking cat. Ursula? Yes. This is how the fuck old is this cat? 7,000 years, years old. old. Yeah. But so she mentions it. So she's back. And this is page. Oh, God. I'm going to have to try to figure out. Okay. So page 71, back when she first goes back. Ursula was perched in her favorite spot, the part of the windowsill directly above the heater vent, her black fur baking in the sun. She was the world's most ancient cat. No one knew exactly how old she was, but if Alice had to guess, she would have said she was 25 or immortal. She still looked as just as vital as she ever had. So when she's 16, I don't remember when they said they got the cat, but the cat wasn't a kitten when they got it and then when she's 16 she has the cat and when she's 40 the cat is still fucking kicking around i'm telling you right now the cat is a time traveler the cat goes into the the thing there's no other explanation in my mind this cat cannot be alive still from when she was 10 years old to now 40, 40. i it's like not, it. it's not it's like not it. i think it's a time traveling cat it goes into the freaking the shed or whatever yep. and time travels every Perfect. now and then or whatever that's my only that's the only thing that i can I like think it. of and maybe the cat because we find out spoiler alert which clearly whatever but we find out that what's killing her father is the constant traveling that he does he always travels to when she was the day that she the was day born the day she was born which is so sweet and it cute. really is like i mean that must be a really, again, it was a pivotal moment for him 
um, because, you know, this this little being comes into his life that now he is going to spend the rest of his life raising in charge of without his wife, you know. Um, So I don't know. It's cool that he goes back to that when like his family was just starting, you know, it's cute. Yes. It's very cute. I-, I love that. But he goes back so many times that now he's essentially like aging his body in a Which weird. Clearly, is kind of a similarity with what happens to Henry DeSamble in like um in uh, mm-hmm. Time Traveler's Wife. His body starts to deteriorate after a while. Like things. Remember in that book, um, like he would come back and he just wasn't always the same anymore. Like something. Sometimes he didn't have the full. It would like yeah. glitch almost. Yeah. So I mean, maybe because time travel glitches. Who yeah. the fuck knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I go back, going back to this same day or whatever, and this is on page eighty-five. I just thought this was funny, honestly, because I think about this constantly. Um, (laughs) Alice put her elbows on the table. Being a kid was wild. It was somebody else's job to buy the milk and the cereal, to make sure that there was toothpaste and toilet bowl cleaner and cat food. But everything you did, an SAT prep course on Saturdays going to high school, was in service of some ambiguous, soft-focused future. Um, Yeah. Without question. Without question. It's like, I think about this all the time. Like, wow, I'm an adult. It's my... It's my responsibility to put food on the table for my children yes. all the time. Yep. Like I am And they need it of... all the fucking yes, time. I am in charge of this. Like it's just it's wild. Stop eating. It's oh my god, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, never, never gonna happen. Um, I don't think I put another thing down until freaking page three hundred. Oh no. So I have um a couple that are right near each other. So the bottom of page one oh eight. Um who fucks Melinda? Melinda oh, Melinda is, is her, her boss. boss. Yes. Okay. So Alice, when she is young, when she's, she's, yeah, fucking Melinda. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so she goes back to school, which she actually goes, she had gone to the school that she works at. Mm-hmm. That's one of the stable parts of her life. She never yes. really essentially left. So she's back there taking her SAT prep course and she goes to talk to the woman headmaster, I guess you would call it. Yeah. And mistress. And it's still the same woman. So. She walks in and she just kind of is like staring at her. Need a band-aid ice pack? Melinda said, had a nice husband, grown children who didn't seem like axe murderers and adorable grandchildren who made her lumpy ceramic sculptures. In 1996, she wouldn't yet have grandchildren, but her kids would already be older than Alice, maybe even out of college already. She wasn't sure. What a very long time one had to be an adult after rushing through childhood and adolescence. There should be several more distinctions. The idiocy of the young 20s, when one was abs- was suddenly expected to know how to do adult things. The panicked coupling of the mid and late 20s, when marriages happened as quickly as a game of tag. The sitcom mom period, when you finally have enough food in your freezer to survive mm-hmm. for a month if necessary. I do not. I have a lot of <laughs> The school principal period, when you were no longer seen as a woman at all, but just a vague, nagging authority figure. If you were lucky, there was a late-in-life sexy Mrs. Robinson period, or an accomplished and powerful Meryl Streep period, followed, of course, by approximately two decades of old cronehood, like Mm -hmm. the woman at the end of the Titanic. Mm -hmm. Full circle! (laughs) (laughs) Full circle, indeed. Oh my god. So it just... I I really just like the explanation of all those extra stages, because it it is, like... We've talked about this. I might have even been the last one where you're, like, expected to know what you want to do in your life by yes. the time you're 20. And right. it's, like, that's the minusculest part of yes. your freaking life. Yeah. It is it is very crazy, like, how... Oh, um, ideally it is. Right, yeah. right. But it is it is very crazy, like, how, how, how that those periods in your life are different. Like, it feels like from, from the time you're a kid, 
like to the time you're 18 or 21, those years seem to take forever. It's like, all I want to do is be 18. I want, all I want to do is be 16. I want to drive. Yep. I, all I want to do is be 18. I want to drive past yep. nine. I want to graduate. I want to go to college. Yep. I want to be 21. I want to be able to go to bars and, and like drink yep. with, legally and whatever. And it's like, it's, it goes by in a fucking snap of an, like, yep. like that. Yes. It's ridiculous. And most of your life is spent as this. Yeah. You know, like putting food on the table, putting food kids. on the table, taking care of other people. Like that's that's really like what like the crux of all life is. Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? It's 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 crazy to think about. Like being, a, I try to tell the kids this all the time. Like be a kid, man. Like yeah. you don't want to rush that stuff yeah. because this part is boring as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. Yes, all over the time. And over, all the time. You don't want this. So the end of that discussion that she has with Melinda a couple pages later on page 111, alas, Melinda said, oh, she's like, I guess, so she had said to Melinda, she didn't know what to do. I guess I just don't know really what my plan is, you know, like my life path. And then so blah, 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 blah. Alice had no idea why she'd woken up on Pomander or what she was supposed to do now. I guess my real question is, how do you know which choices matter and which ones are just dumb? She's contemplating, like, what she can affect, you know, how butterfly effect. Yes. What am I going to yes. do to change things? How am I going to how bad am I going to fuck it up? Alas, Melinda said, that can be hard, but a decision like which college to go to and what to study, those matter to an extent, but they're not face tattoos. You can always change your mind, transfer school, start over. I studied art, too. And I just it really is. It's not. It's not, it's not a, a face tattoo. Thing. Yes, yeah. You yeah. can change it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. And um, I, I, I don't know. It, it, that's one of those things. Anytime you watch or read a time travel thing, I think there's always that. What do I do? There's, well, there's always How that thing of it? like, if I do this differently, what if that means in the future, um, you know, I never met this person or dad died like 10 years ago or, you know what and I you mean? Totally like, skip it, you yeah. have no idea. So Alice actually spends, we don't even know how long or how, how long she spends going back every day trying to find out. I think it ends up being like several few weeks, weeks, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. More than like two weeks. Yes. And, and, you know, she, the first time she goes back, she ends up taking Tommy to bed saying like, nope, you're going to sleep yep. with me instead of Lizzie tonight. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to be strong and I'm going to yes. advocate for what I want yes. and I want you to sleep with me. And she has it. And then they get married and she hates and it. And she wakes up at 40, yeah. married to Tommy. And she's like, the it's boring and then she like goes out from her party and like he's hunting her down like a super psycho yes like it's very but they were each other's first together and right yeah they were the high school loves or whatever but yeah but um so yeah so like every time she goes back she tries to find the right thing to change to make dad healthy again and she finds that every time it, it doesn't matter it's not making any difference right nothing so she gets him to changing. stop smoking she gets him to start exercising he and writes another book he writes another on, yes. book based on sam's suggestion yeah. which is the one constant that she makes sure happens every single time is yeah. that she goes to dinner on her birthday or lunch or whatever with sam and sam gets sam to say what if you had written a book about a girl yes yeah, yeah exactly another time travel type yeah. thing but um and then he goes on to do it and writes it about his daughter yes yeah. Who then proceeds to time travel right. to get him to do it, which is hurts my brain. <laughs> I know it's a lot. It's a lot. But like, um, yeah, I think that the the time travel of it all is really hard because it's after a while, like you could tell 
that she was becoming obsessed and it was hurting more than anything else. You know what I mean? Like it just, I liked when she finally decided, um, did I write that down? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to skip too far. So it's page 293, but we're talking about this anyway. So I might as well go for it. Okay. So she finally basically goes back one day and she decides, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to play out this day like it played out. Like it was supposed to. Like it was supposed to. And we'll see what happens. But this is the last one. I'm not coming. I'm not coming back. I can't keep doing this. And she says, okay, um, let's see. So this is... I think it's during the party. She calls her father. He's away at a conference. Not far away. He's in a hotel, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and he, uh, here we go. Um, okay, I love you too. I really do. She could hear him smile. He had been young and she had been young. They had been young together. Why was it ho- so hard to see that? How close generations were. That children and their parents were companions through life. Maybe that's why she was here now. Maybe this was the moment when they were both at their best and together. Um, Alice thought about Kenji and his beautiful mother. He'd gone home early. His curfew was only midnight. Alice could understand how hard it probably was for his mom to let him out of her sight at all. Once you had proof of their sudden cruelty of the sudden cruelty of life, how could you ever relax? How could you just let things happen? Um, I'll see you tomorrow, dad. Alice said she wanted to remind him of all the things he was supposed to do to write Dawn, to find Debbie, to be happy. But she knew that she didn't have to. She would have to trust it this time because she wasn't going to come back wherever she ended up. That's where she was going to stay. Will you do one thing for me? She was going to tell him not to do it anymore, not to travel, that all that love would kill him eventually. But then Alice thought about how good it felt right now to hear his healthy, strong voice, to hear him having fun with his friends, and to be so full of it all, and she found that she couldn't. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there it is, the tears. The tears, they happened. <laughs> they had to be somewhere, right? Um, but I, I kind of, like, that's just, that's just the thing. Like, she finally realized, like, I... It was cool that I got to spend this extra time with my dad and I got to talk to him about, so I got to ask him so many questions that I never thought to ask when I was 16 yep. years old and wish that I had. And, um, I do love that when she comes back that last time, like he is able to he's wake awake. up and he yep. to talk to her, but he does end up passing away and you know, it's horribly sad, but she had come to terms with it. Yes through that travel. Well, she realized that, I think she definitely realized that every day that she was traveling backwards was one day forward in time that she was going to have less time with him when he is still alive. Yes, he's sick and in the hospital, but she never got, she never knew if she was going to do it one day and come back and he was going to already be dead and she wasn't, wouldn't, wasn't going to have been there. Right. I don't think that was English. (laughs) Anyways, um... So right in that same topic on 244, um, this is one of the times she had gone back and forth. Um, he quit smoking. That was good. She could do that again. Now she wanted to make sure that he started to exercise, that he went to the doctor when he was sick, and that he actually took care of himself. What mattered, too, was making sure that she and Sam said what they said at the ice cream shop. If Sam didn't say it, then Leonard wouldn't write it. And today, Alice knew that she didn't have much time. There was that word again. No wonder there were so many songs about time and books about time and movies about time. It was more than hours and minutes, yes. But Alice could see how much each of those mattered, all those tiny moments added together. She felt like a walking needlepoint pillow. The way you spend your days is the way you spend your life. And I just, I, I yes. Yeah. Just yes. <laughs> Can, like, I, we haven't really talked much about her and Sam. And I just want to say, like, I had so much anxiety through the book. Every that time she came back, somebody that, wasn't going to believe her. That, oh, no, it, that wasn't it for me. Okay. I was very nervous that, like, at some point, like, their paths diverged and they didn't 
they didn't they didn't they remain didn't friendly reconnect. or whatever and i loved that mostly it was a constant in her life because that yes. was something she really desperately needed yes and i hope that like so her in her real life you know the one that we first meet her in yeah her She's still her best friend. They don't see each other often. Because Sam's in Jersey with kids. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it's not far away. And yeah. I just, I loved that there was that one scene where she just called her and she was like, I'm coming out. I'm sorry I don't come out very often. And, like, I just that makes me feel like they're going to be okay. Like No that, matter like, what. This is a lifelong friendship. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely adored their friendship throughout the whole thing. I thought that was one of my – that was one of my favorite parts of the whole book. That – because I was terrified at each time she went back – oh my God, is this the time? Like, are they going to be separated? Like, they don't talk anymore. Like, she went through her texts and saw, like, their chain was kind of, you know, there were minimal. minimal, And I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. So, yeah. So that was, that was a nice thing. I like that. Hand in hand with that. I, I, I love the fact that Sam believed her. Immediately. And it wasn't like. Without question. It wasn't like. You're fucking nuts. Yeah. And then she had to come around. She was just like, okay, yeah. I'm going to take this and I'm going to, okay, so you're saying, okay, so so am I married? Do I yeah. have kids? Yeah. Is he nice? Like, what, yeah. can, what can you tell me about me? <laughs> right, exactly. And I loved that, like, she, all it took for her to really believe her was, like, I'm going to tell you something that you don't tell me until we're way older. Until old, yeah. yeah. Like, or something that happens. Yeah. And, sh- and what she it's says. something about her mom? It's something about her father, I think. Like, okay. she knows her father is cheating on her mother. And that, she says, yeah. that thing that you think about your dad, it's true. Yeah. And she, like, immediately knows. Yes. And it's just like, okay, you're you're telling the truth. Because yeah. I've never voiced that to you. I've never said it out. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I, I love that. I just yeah. fucking love time travel stuff. I do. I really enjoy it. It hurts my brain so I know so it much. does. It does. It does. Because especially the jumping back and forth when you're not sure, okay, where are we now? What, what are, is she 40 again? Or are we back? Is she 16? Like, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I loved the, the jumping where there's like a whole bunch of chapters that are like super short. Mm-hmm. It's just like this is what happened this time. This is this. This is this. Yeah, this, this is, is what it. I changed That's it. Her, yeah. Nothing was exciting. I right. want to go back. And then there's the one time where she Alice shaved her head with Leonard's beard trimmer. She'd thought about doing it at various points, but the commitment has always seemed too great. Then she and Sam jumped on the one train and took it down to Christopher Street and walked for a few blocks until they hit a cheesy tattoo parlor on West Fourth Street stop. And Alice asked for a whale, like the one from the Museum of Natural History. Mm-hmm. And Sam had gaped happily. Her elbows digging into the black vinyl at Tattooist's table as the needle went in and out of Alice's shoulder. She skipped everything except lunch and dinner with her dad and went to sleep happy, blood seeping into a giant see-through bandage. And then she wakes up er, and she's in New Zealand and she's getting a call from Debbie that you have to come home. There's not much time. And I just loved that one, like, super extreme, like, it's always something you thought about doing, but it wasn't ever practical. Right. But if you get to do it over and over again, let me just give it one shot and right, see what exactly, happens. And she ends exactly. up fucking whatever. Yeah. And I'm going to make a different decision next time on my 16th birthday and not get that tattoo. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. yeah. Yeah. So my, my next note is on page 275 and my note just says sci-fi making sense. So I, have... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, it only works between the hours of 3 and 4 a.m., and it has to be empty, which it isn't usually. I make sure of that, which it usually isn't. I make sure of that. There's that, really. I learned a long time ago. The rules are the rules. It doesn't matter if they don't make sense. It's just how it works. Is that what you mean, Leonard Smile? Science fiction only has to make sense within its own walls, even if the walls are your world. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I can swallow this time travel a little bit because 
this is Emma Straub's world and yes. how she created it. And yes, that's really all it needs to make sense. This is something, this is a sticking point for a lot of people. Like there's always in any time travel thing, you're, it has to make sense. It has, there has to be rules and the rules have to be followed. And if they're not, then it's just a mess. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. So if her rule is it has to, it's between the hours of three and four and you go and inside of this, that's the rule. It is. Yep. That's where it works. It could be anybody. Right. Right. Um, my last thing is on page 301 and 302, which is basically the end of the book. So I, if you have more. um, Yep, I do. Hang Keep on. going. Give it to me. Come on. <laughs> on. I don't know what this one says. I can't even read it. Love a child that changes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what I wrote. Leonard lifted his palms, this is page 277, toward the sky. I think any parent would do what I did. Honestly, I wish I could have gotten off at a different stops, you know. Alice at 3, Alice at 6, Alice at 12, me at 30, me at 40. He marked the points on his arm like David Byrne dancing in the music video for Once in a Lifetime. No one talks about that, at least not to dads. Maybe moms talk about it more. I bet they do. But no one ever talked to me about it, that's for sure. What it feels like to love someone so much and then have them change into someone else. You love that new person, but it's different. And it all mm-hmm. happens so fast. Even the parts that feel like they're just, they just last for fucking ever while they're happening. And that's what it is to be a parent. Absolutely. And that is totally what it is to be a parent. Absolutely. You fucking love the infant. You love the baby. You love the toddler. I said forever that 18 months to three years is my favorite age because they're learning something, everything fucking different. Yeah. And then my six-year-old, we, oh fucking he amazes me sometimes like more than i can even voice we were looking through the new movie elemental i always go to imdb to see who the voices are because yeah. I, I don't recognize voices because that's who the fuck i am and i don't recognize the faces or the names either so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really fucking matter um but so i'm scrolling through and i get like you know how there's like the the lead people and then there's a couple people that don't have pictures because they're whatever they right. are. And yeah. then every now and then there's another picture. So I got to the point where there's like another picture and there's this guy and I keep going and Eric goes, no, wait, go back. And I'm like, all right. And it's Joe Para. I think it was Para. P-E-R-A. Maybe it was Penna. P-E-N-A. I don't even fucking remember. It was yesterday. Yeah. And he goes, hang on. And he fucking gets up and he runs to the bathroom and he comes back. And he's holding this book, and it's the book that I have in my bathroom, in my guest bathroom, that says, uh, the book to read when you're avoiding people by hiding in the bathroom, or something like that. Yeah. And it's by the same fucking name as this guy on yeah. IMDb, and it's Joe whatever. And I'm like, I could never have told you who wrote the book that's in my bathroom. Like, not a clue. And I like books. But he, re- he remembered He it. recognized the name. Yeah. I opened the fucking back of the book. It's the same fucking guy. Oh, not that kidding. he had any idea, but the it's the guy. He's a yeah. stand-up comedian from Buffalo. He's now a voice actor in Elemental. And that's it was so funny. like, where did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> but just that amazement with each step of the way is so... Yeah. The definition of being a parent. Well, you and I have just talked about this often. Like, it's just like each time, like things change very quickly. Things change very quickly. And you're, and you're always one like, oh, I love this and I love you, but man, I would love to go back to when you were five or four mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. just to like, cause you were so cute. And I, I like, just wish I had written down all those weird things I that know, you said. Exactly. Or recorded like every yep. single thing. And it's tough. Like I, I love, I'll take an edible and I'll just go like scroll back through old videos. And watch videos. And I'm just like, this is not, like, John's always like, you feeling nostalgic? I'm like, I'm always feeling nostalgic. <laughs> so when it, especially when it comes to the kids, like, I mean, it's summertime right now. 
And, you know, Aiden is 13, almost like going to be 14, like he's 13 and a half. Um, and like, he goes outside and like, this kid is gone. I don't see him until almost 10 o'clock at night. He'll call us and say, Hey, can you come, come, one of you come pick me up from so-and-so's house. And it's just like, it's such a weird feeling when you, you spend all this time raising these kids and suddenly you just have to like, let them go and do their thing and be kids and, you know, make mistakes and shit. And it's just, it's, it's a fucking difficult thing to do. A thousand percent. It's a difficult thing to do. I don't like it, but I love it. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough. It's tough. Anyway, what's next? Um, so this has to do, this is page 50. Nope. Chapter 53, page 256. This is just when she's bouncing back and forth and she's Leonard's pale skin, Leonard's closed eyes, Leonard's shallow breaths. She could make him better. And so she did over and over again. A magic trick. Leonard young, Leonard funny, Leonard drinking Coca-Cola and smoking, Leonard immortal, if only for the day. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wrote that down. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I just, it's a good thought. It's, it's like, like, that's how she was feeling every day like she'd come back to her current life and her father is in the hospital dying and And this is how she's like it's coping with the grief of that and And it's like a drug that she was addicted to this time travel back to go back and see him when he's standing up right and he's in the kitchen and he's taking her out and you know I, i just i don't know i can fully understand why she got so sucked into going back as many times as she did absolutely a a thousand percent i was trying to come up with like if there was anything in my life that if i went back to like what you know would be the thing and i i really couldn't come up with anything like there was like if there was anything you know that i would have changed along the way or whatever and the only thing that i could think of is that you know i would have loved to have a little bit more time with like my grandfather you know like when i came home he, you know, like, I think I was a, I think I was a senior in college and it was right as the first semester, like the first semester of school was ending. So it was December. And I remember calling my mom or dad and just being like, you know, do I need to come home right now? There's one more night here. I want to go out with my friends. Like, should I, should I come home right now? And they were like, no, spend, spend the day with, you know, spend the night with your friends and then come home tomorrow morning. And luckily I got there and, you know, I, I said my goodbyes. I said, hello, grandpa. I I love you. I like, you know, whatever I'm here. And he died that night. And like, there's part of me that's just like, I really wish that I had gone that day, but I was a stupid kid. I was 21. And I'm just like, you know, I want to, you're living for the day, you're living for the day and not like what's, what's next. And I wasn't anticipating that he was going to pass away that quickly. And it was like one of those things, like, I don't know, do, did he recognize that I was there? I don't really know. I hope he did. But what do you even recognize the day before? Right. Exactly. It's one of, it's, it's just one of those things. I I think that's the one thing that I think of personally, like, I would have gone back that, that other day. day, just one day more just to maybe get that that like you know him saying my name or some shit like that you know it's stupid but <laughs> it's not stupid at all that's my thing so it's not stupid at all. that's the only thing that I could come up with that I would do differently so I don't think I have anything that I would do differently that I can think of honestly and that's the thing like as you're reading it too it's just like I tried to think Ooh, of a thing nope I take you that back. It. I have one. What would you do? Yeah, no, same thing. Grandparents. But uh, my grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary was like this big fucking deal. 
And I went to my friend's house and got fucking wasted the night before and oh. did not function at all oh. at the 50th anniversary party. Yeah. And I was literally How old just. Were you? I don't know the answer to that. I can't. I could probably figure it out. But yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in the high school, college age. Okay. I figured as much. I just wasn't, I was just trying to figure out if you like knew exactly how old. I was probably, it was probably high school. It was probably, it was Amanda D'Angelo. So it was like 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. And I told my parents that we had too much ice cream. Because <laughs> <laughs> they that's, that? uh, <laughs> They might have to start the day, but then when I still wasn't functioning, absolutely not. Yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. I oh had my God, so that's much so ice funny. cream. We walked with Stewart's. I do have one more thing tagged at the end of the book. Yeah. You know that I love. Yes, I, I love do. the end of a book. Um, I don't tag it because I know you will. It's not the exact ending. That's but good because I, the last part I was like, "That's a good ending," but it wasn't like the. It wasn't the thing. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so on page three hundred one. Okay. She couldn't save him. Alice knew that. Leonard didn't even like that kind of science fiction. The books with medical advancements that could sustain people for centuries. The books with brains and jars. The books with immortal vampires or power-hungry magicians. He thought that easy resolutions were utterly, utterly lacking in verisimilitude. Very nice. Yeah, right? Despite the fact that he'd written two books about time-traveling teenagers. He and Serena could have stayed married. He could have gotten a real job. He could have worn things that didn't come from L.L. Bean, but he didn't. Leonard didn't mind doing things his own way. He had always been exactly who he was, better or worse, take it or leave it. And Alice couldn't leave him, not now. She hoped it was true, what he'd said about love, about all that love still existing in the world. He wasn't religious, and so neither was she. Fiction, maybe, or art were those religions, uh, believing that the stories you told could save you and could reach everyone you had ever loved. Alice pushed, her, Alice pushed herself up to stand and walked into Leonard's bedroom, her own headlights lighting the way. Um, and I think that was probably when he passed away. But... Um, I kind of loved that because it's I liked just... that there was no very clear, like, I was sitting next to him. He took his last breath. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yes. Yeah. And and I, I love that whole idea of, like, um, her questioning, you know, it, it was this religion? Like, because I've always felt that, you know, religion is what you think it is, mm -hmm. is what you make of it. And yes, like, I very much feel like books are my religion, you know, that kind of thing. Like, reading people's words are what I would consider the closest thing to religion for me. So um, I just, I, I thought that was a really nice, like, very, ending, very poignant. Yes, for sure. So um, that's, that's, I think that's a wrap on my. That's what I am good. I think the only other thing that I possibly could say is that I loved that his name was Leonard and I was a huge Big Bang Theory fan mm -hmm. of the show, and Leonard was one of the main characters, so I liked that that tie to science fiction. And yeah, 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 because he was a pretty big nerd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, good book. Again, I'm like, I just, I feel like we haven't had any misses. No, no. Not... I think I think our our biggest miss may may have been Shoulder Season. I think that was our biggest miss, and maybe Sims book, uh, the Kurt Vonnegut one. Sorry, Sims. no, that Love wasn't you. a miss though. That was just, it was just different. It, it was wasn't not for us. It wasn't something that we yes. were typically used to. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to what's next. So why let's don't go we to the epilogue? just jump to it? Yeah, All let's right. Do it. Oh my god, the epilogue. What is next? It's, it's, the subtle knife. it's the subtle knife. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I got to dig this book out of my, um, out of one of my moving boxes. That and still hasn't been unpacked how long you lived here? Well, it's 
it's just a box of books. So like where, what am I going to do with them at the moment? I have no bookshelves or anything like that. So once I buy my bookshelves for John's office area, then all my books will come out. Um, like I'm not even going to have enough space there, but, um, sell them on Pango. Yes, I know. I really think I got <laughs> I look you. at my bookshelf and constantly think about it. But right now, my bookshelf, all the stuff that is in the front or the tops of the piles is all the stuff that we've read for book club yeah. and all the stuff we've read for podcasts. Yeah. And all the paperbacks that I'm never going to get rid of because yeah. I feel like at some point Adam's going to turn and read the shit sure, that I loved. Sure, Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's always the hope, obviously. Yeah. But um, yes, I'm very excited. So our next one is the second book in the Golden Compass, uh, His Dark Materials series, The Subtle Knife by Philip Pullman. Can't wait. I'm super excited for you to Are you going to read it again? Re-read I am it? absolutely okay. going to read it. I'm Like I said, I'm going to dig it out and I'm bringing it with me on vacation. So okay. um, uh, we'll be able to talk about it yes. when, when I get back. I'm super excited. So I did have a thought. I know we our list is starting to get short. Yes. If anybody made it this far and wants to give us recommendations, greatly appreciate it. Yes. Hit us up on our socials. Yes. However, I was thinking, um, I was listening to My Favorite Murder on the Way here and I was thinking that we should do, like, a true crime book. Like, maybe one of the Anne Rule books that I've never read. I don't know if you've ever read any of those. I don't think I have. I mean, the only... I feel like the only true crime book I've... I've read I've read two that stick out in my mind. One was The Man from the Train, um, which was about all of the... Those axe murders, like the in Velisca the, yeah, axe yeah, murder. Yeah, yeah, you read that, not that yes, since we've been doing yes. that. Yes, that was yep. super interesting. It was very good. A little bit dry in places, but I... I'm a sick person, and like, like the description of some of the axe murders was uh-huh. very interesting to me. Hi, like, I can't I'm help Katie, it. Nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, I just can't help it. It's fucking. It's it's crazy. And these things that happen, and it's like, wow, like how, yeah. how? It's so nuts to me. Um, and um, what was the one? I'll be gone in the dark, which was um, um, Patton Oswald's wife. Yes. I can't remember what her name is off the top of my head. Yep. Um. But, but she, did she wrote Golden it about State. the Golden State yeah. Killer, and um, that was a phenomenal book. I absolutely loved that book. And, like, literally months after that book was published, they, ca- they caught, they caught the guy, him. which was fucking fantastic. It's such a cool It's such a cool. Did story. you read it before they caught him or after? I think I read it after they okay. caught him. Um, because I want to say that it was published in, like, an a- like April, and then he was caught in, like, June October, or some shit. Oh, was it Maybe, October? I, no, I don't trust me I feel like anything. it was. it was very, like close close to it i mean it could six months is still pretty freaking close to when that happened but um michelle mcnamara michelle mcnamara thank you thank you yes yes um why couldn't i remember her name anyway um we are going kind of going to though because sim has us doing chris producer chris has us reading um the killer killer moon Oh, that's true. So that's and that's I, a true crime book. Is it it's true like crime? it's yeah, that's like the start of the FBI and like why like the FBI got started and my dad, I'm not kidding you. My dad read that book and he gave it to me forever and I literally saw it and was like, "Man, I'm putting it over here." So you had it already. You I've had, had it. it. Oh, yes. that's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. It's literally been on my nightstand for probably 3 plus years. Well, now you're going to read it and now I bet your dad's going to be super happy. But I do want to read I don't know. I kind of I do have a strong desire to put like another 
I don't know. Maybe that'll be enough. I would be interested in an Anne Rule book, maybe, but like, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it. But again, like Katie said, hit us up on our socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what we should be reading, um, what you would like us to read. Leave some comments on these books that we've our, our, our episodes that are already out. Um, we love hearing from from people, and I love it when somebody reads a book that we did a podcast yes. episode about because they want to read the book and, and then listen, listen to the, to the podcast. podcast. Yes, well, because everybody knows that we spoil these books pretty yeah, pretty you hardcore. Can't do it the other you way. can't you can't do it the other <laughs> way. So um, that's that on this episode. Um, you can also email us if you want to. Uh, what's that? To be read podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Right? Speaking of which, Tony did email us recently and I felt like I was going to try to save it and remember it. And oh, that's right. Because it says producer Chris for the win. He did. Because he, Tony Good got day, a shout ladies. Out. Yes. I was totally arguing with my radio and producer Chris chimed in. I laughed so hard. And so I just appreciate his feedback as always. Yes. Yes. Tony, we, we love that you're our most avid listener. We appreciate you. Um, and, uh, you know, let's get that drink someday soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that, guys, please join us next time. When we make your To Be Read pile one book shorter. Bye, everybody. Bye. To Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turrow. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa.